Hi, and welcome back to the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Brenninger, and on this episode, we'll be talking about Head, track off of Prince's Dirty Mind album, and joining me to talk about Head today is Zachary Hoskins. I wanted to welcome to the podcast, Zachary Hoskins. Hi, Zach. Hey, how's it going? I'm good, thanks. Yourself? I'm also good. I'm uh, excited to talk about uh, the two dirtiest songs on Dirty Mind, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, they are. <laughs> yeah, there's no question. There's no yeah. Question. Even the song Dirty Mind really isn't all that dirty when you... Yeah, right. It. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, these are the two most explicit songs on the album, without a question. Uh, <laughs> so, so Zach, if you don't mind just um, telling the listeners who you are and kind of where people can find you, ultimately, if they'd like like to get a hold of you or see what you're up to. Sure. Uh, so I'm a I'm I'm a writer. Um, I do freelance music writing, although I'm trying to do a little bit of less of that actually, so I can focus on my my big ambitious project which is to write about every every print song every at least that i'm able to hear you know i there's a, right. there's a lot that will that will never hear but every but every print song that has been officially or unofficially released in chronological order um i'm probably going to be doing this until i die <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> based on the pace that i've that i've been going at least um i've been doing it for uh about Three. I'm, it's actually it was my three year anniversary. Um, just a, a, a couple days on on June seventh, um, twenty sixteen was when I launched it. So I've been doing it for three years. I'm on nineteen ninety nine right now. Um, so you know, making a very deliberate progress, we'll say. Uh, but uh, it's a lot of fun, and I've um, been enjoying myself. I'm not I'm not sick of it yet. Uh, so yeah, please do uh, check it out at you can find it at printsongs.org the blog is called dance music sex romance and um yeah thank you for having me jason yeah you're welcome you're welcome i've checked out dmsr uh, printsongs.org and um i think it's great i think uh, what you're doing is great and it's it definitely is ambitious um, <laughs> and but you know this so i i felt like like the podcast that i'm doing is a little more ambitious. I, I didn't think it was all that ambitious ultimately when I first started, but now once I think about the pace that I'm at, I'm going to be right. doing this for a while as well. Yeah, it's funny, <laughs> you know. You you think about like so I I stole the idea basically from a guy who who uh, a guy called Chris O'Leary who who did this for David Bowie. He wrote about every every Bowie song, and he it took him about ten years, I think, give or take. Um, and and you know, so I was like, well, ten years, that's that's doable. You know, that's a, it's a, that's a good chunk. Like that's, I don't know what was going through my head where I was like, Oh, that's, you know, that's a reasonable amount of time to yeah. dedicate to this. But for some reason that felt that, that felt like, well, this is, I, I can, there's a beginning and an end. And, uh, I think there's a, there's a couple of variables. I think Prince's catalog is a little bit larger than Bowie's. They both had very large, you know, sprawling yeah. catalogs. Yeah. But Prince has the edge, especially when you think about when you consider like the stuff that he wrote for the time and Vanity Six and all those people. Um, and then also, I think I, I'm just slower than he is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he yeah. he got to finish his uh, and um, I'm I'm now a little bit less uh, I'm a, that that 10 year time frame. I'm a little less confident about that now. But, um, you know, it's a labor of love and it's a hobby. So uh, we'll we'll see how far I can get. 
Yeah, right. And that's ultimately what what my goal is to is is to finish it at some point in my yeah. lifetime. And right. <laughs> and I even have ambitions to maybe start it again with another um, artist or band or something like that that I like. But I guarantee you, I will pick somebody or some band with a much smaller discography. Right. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, by by default, that I mean, it's like everybody else in the whole world has a much right. smaller discography. But I mean, significantly smaller. Like we're talking right. four or five records. <laughs> yeah. 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 Prince is, uh, that's you, you're biting off a lot, but, uh, yes, you are. <laughs> it's worth it though. And we both seem to enjoy what we do. So it's all worth it at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, so the first song we're going to be discussing is head and that is track six on the CD, or if you've got the cassette or LP, it's the second track on side B mm-hmm. and head is, um, you know, it's a, it's a, kind of a funky song you know it's got a nice um synthesizer line mm-hmm. and the lyrics of course this is a lyrics podcast so that's what we're going to be focusing on not so much the music although you can't not talk about the music a little bit when you're talking about a prince song right but really this the purpose of this discussion is to to kind of break down the lyrics of the song head and for me head has always been one of those songs where you know when i first heard it uh i was already you know at least a late teen i think so i knew i knew everything i knew all about the the innuendo and the dual meanings of the words and i knew what head was i didn't have to you know get confused by right (laughs) what what exactly they were talking what he was talking about but for me it was always like a, a song that or actually, I should say it, it was sung in a manner that made it seem more dirty than the actual lyrics imply. And so, but mm-hmm. sometimes the lyrics are difficult to understand because of the way that the song is sung. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole mix of Dirty Mind is not the, the cleanest. Yeah. Uh, and some of it is difficult to understand and by design or just by because of how it was recorded and mixed and then ultimately put out there on the record. I'm not sure. Maybe a little bit of both. Um, but what's your story behind head? When did you first hear it? Yeah, I'm trying to think, you know, I think for me, um, I I think I heard this the first time on, uh, the hits too. So, you know, for those, (laughs) for those who were alive at that time, or Mm -hmm. that was, that was when you were, you know, getting into the, the music hits one and hits two are broken down in kind of an interesting way. Uh, hits one has, you know, like when doves cry and, um, kind of the big top 40, um, hits and, uh, and hits two has a little more of the, uh, the saucier, more ribald material. And, um, you know, so I, I had started listening to Prince and was getting into, you, you know, to trying to discover more of his music. Um, at that time, this was like early two thousands. Um, this was still the era when greatest hits were a viable way to, to do that. You know, it wasn't like a Spotify playlist or whatever. We were still limited to, you know, individual discs that you had to buy. You couldn't just sample everything. And so, yeah, I checked out hits too. And yeah, this was, you know, I, I knew Prince obviously had a, had a reputation <laughs> for, for, explicitness you know I, I i can't say that i was like taken aback or shocked or anything but it was like yeah this is what i was you know this is kind of what i was expecting uh and i was 
into it for sure. Uh, I'm in my mid thirties now, uh, but at the time I was in my early twenties. So, you know, not a lot shocked me at that, at that point in my life. I, I had already gotten past the, uh, hearing about oral sex for the first time in a song that, that, it, that was a long time away by that point. Yeah. And for me, I also heard this for the first time on the hits too, because hits two was, or, you know, the hits collection, I should say. Right. What really prompted me to go backwards um, before 1999. Yeah. Check out the first four albums of Prince. Cause I really, I hadn't done that up to that point. I just listened to 1999 forward. Cause that's the album. 1999 is where I got into Prince. And I figured, well, you know, I had never heard any of the songs off of these first four albums, so they must not be that good, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> the uh, Hits collection corrected me on right. that assumption. And so when I realized there was quite a few songs on the Hits 1 and 2 that came from those first four albums, specifically uh, several songs off of Dirty Mind, and I liked all of them a lot. So Dirty Mind was, you know, the first record that I got after listening to the Hits and uh, had to go find that because I wanted to hear what else was on there besides Dirty Mind, When You Were Mine, Uptown and Head, which all right. made it. I mean, that's half of the album. Half, right yeah, ex- exactly. Half the album made it onto the hits. And honestly, none of them were hits. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a little bit of a misnomer, but it doesn't matter. I mean, in the 90s, the term hit made no difference when you're talking uh, 10, 12 years in the past because right. um, it was just a way to reintroduce Prince fans or newer Prince fans to older music. And like you said, no Spotify playlists or iTunes playlists. So you had to just get with what you could get and making uh, mixtapes was a thing, but you had to have, you had to know somebody who had it first before you can get a mixtape of it. And I didn't know anybody that had Prince's first four albums. So I had to go get them myself, (laughs) which was perfectly fine. And up to that point I was, I was, um, gosh, I would have been, you know, late teens and I was listening to hip hop a lot at that time. So nothing was shocking to me either. I mean, I had been listening to NWA and Too Short and some of the other more explicit uh, rappers at the time. So, so a song like Head seemed really tame in comparison to Right. Song. I mean, they get married at the end. Like how much more uh, conventional <laughs> you can yeah, right. get. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, um, yeah, Head was, wasn't a single in the U.S. I, I do believe it ended up being released as a single in maybe some other countries in the world, but it never was released as an uh, official single. I think it made it like as a promo somewhere. But mm. um, as you can imagine, this wasn't a song that Warner Brothers was probably eager to, <laughs> to put out there and try to push it for radio play. It was uh, not one of those songs. I'm sure it was a song to maybe support the album and maybe get um, people interested because of its... I mean, it's a good song. Let's just. Yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of one of Prince's. You know, at this point, he I think I feel like he had a couple of classics under his belt already. He had "I Want to Be Your Lover," you know, um, which was both a hit and also just a real milestone in his in his songwriting. But I mean, this uh, "When You Were Mine," "Dirty Mind," "Uptown," these were kind of you know, uh, these were milestones in his development as a songwriter, uh, both in terms of what he was getting away with, you know, and how he was pushing the envelope, um, but also just in terms of them, you know, just being just being great songs. And I think Head remained a, a staple 
uh, in his in his live sets, more or less until he stopped, um, you know, talking about uh, things like oral sex. Right. Uh, obviously, when he got a little more family friendly toward the end, Head was uh, was no longer part of the official canon. But uh, yeah. but I, I mean, it was it was a real key song uh, for a while there. Yeah, fan favorite for sure. Although it is often cited as the song that kind of the straw that broke the camel's back in getting Gail Chapman or causing Gail Chapman to leave the band. Yeah. At least how I understand it. <laughs> and, and I don't think she's ever denied that. Um, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, she's, you know, I think th- there's been the kind of initial story about her was that she found Jesus basically. And, and she has kind of contradicted that specific interpretation of the story but she has definitely said on several occasions like i was not excited about singing this song um on stage and you know the the stage act this debuted in 1980 uh, before the album came out when prince was still touring off of the back of the self-titled prince album and you know obviously performing a song like this with his you know good-looking female keyboard player who's wearing lingerie uh you know it was a they they definitely played that up and um she had to do some kind of uncomfortable things on stage with him and if you if if you google image search uh prince and gail chapman you'll you'll find you'll you'll find uh you know parts of of this part of the act uh there was (laughs) yeah and so she so she was singing the song with prince because i guess prince had um started to uh, introduce this song in some of the live shows before it was recorded officially Mm -hmm. for the album um, because obviously Gail is not on this recording. It's it's none other than Lisa Coleman. So right. this, is, this is Lisa's song. And really, you know, besides maybe some backing vocals, but Prince mostly did all of his own backing vocals up to this point. This is really kind of, unless you can think of another example of where he has a co-singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this might be it. The only other thing I can think of is there's some uncredited Andre Simone backing vocals on, I want to say why you want to treat me so bad. Um, but, uh, but nowhere near as prominent. And I think when Prince and Andre were harmonizing, they, it it sounded like another layer of Prince vocals. Um, whereas, uh, yeah, this is the, this is Prince's first, uh, really, I think notable use of, women's backing vocals and it's something that I, I i think was one of the kind of defining aspects of his 80s sound i mean you think about like 1999 um obviously with the revolution you hear a lot of wendy and lisa um with wendy lisa uh jill jones uh you know later on sheila e like he used women's voices in in a way that i i, I think was um really kind of key to to his sound especially during that period and this was you're right this was the first yeah yeah and it's it's and at the time when i first heard it you know i all i i assumed it was lisa i don't know some people have made assumptions that this was either vanity or i don't know somebody else but i always assumed it was lisa i don't know why i think it's just because the way she sings this song she's got like this kind of monotone robotic coolness to it and I just remember, you know, that's also kind of like how they sing at the beginning of Computer Blue. And so, mm-hmm. and so yeah. it, I just make the connection that way. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> Prince just instructs Lisa to sing in this way <laughs> for some reason. And, uh, it, you know, it, it's it's really, uh, it's a little bit of an odd choice, but it works for this song because she just sings this song very low, very quiet, 
Um, and like I said, very monotone and just kind of like an air of above it all, you know, like right. I'm just singing, like I'm just singing these words and they have no meaning. And, uh, but obviously I'm singing them about being a virgin and, um, hooking up with this man I just met. So yeah, it's an interesting way to uh, approach, approach the, the lyrics and, and perform them for sure. Yeah. I think it's, it's a really, I think smart choice and i don't know if it was like you point out i i don't know if it was prince's choice or lisa's choice um i mean definitely prince had a heavy hand we know uh with anyone who was singing his lyrics in the studio so i I, he had to have at least approved it but this song uh i think of i think of this as part of a kind of subgenre of prince's songs that are basically like penthouse forum letters set to music (laughs) and uh and and, and he wrote he wrote a a good amount of these especially you know when he was younger and um some of these lyrics that he's giving her you know could have been she could have performed this in a totally different way you know when she says i'm just a virgin i'm on my way to be wed uh, but you're such a hunk, so full of spunk. It's like that's such a it's such a porny line, you know. She could have really <laughs> chewed the scenery there, and um, the way she does it, she's almost like rolling her eyes, <laughs> you know. So it it adds this it adds this extra layer to the text that I think makes it makes it interesting. It's almost a little bit, um, you know, it's almost a little bit of a resistant reading that she's giving it uh, that I think helps to kind of take away from some of the porniness of the song and uh you know almost class it up a a little bit like you're not you're not getting a a total like male sexual fantasy you know there's some there's a little bit of pushback here uh that i think makes it a little more interesting yeah (laughs) i like the penthouse forum (laughs) <laughs> um, approach towards looking at the, the lyrics for the song. So I'm going to quickly just dive into it. I remember when I met you, baby, you were on your way to be wed. You were such a sexy thing. I loved the way you walked the things you said. I was so nonchalant. I didn't want you to be misled, but I've got to have you, baby. I've got to have you in my bed. So here, you know, the the character Prince is playing is just basically hitting on her, just telling her how sexy she is, but she was on her way to be wed. So, you know, she's got her wedding dress on. We have to assume (laughs) there's no other way he would necessarily know that she was on her way to be wed unless she said something. But we'll get to a line later that will make it very clear that she was in her wedding dress. It was, I was so nonchalant, didn't want you to be misled. So yeah, he at this point, he's just setting the scene, uh, essentially, and just basically saying that he saw this this really hot woman that was dressed up, ready for a wedding. And yeah. <laughs> instead of just saying something nice like, Oh, congratulations. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't know who you are, but that's that's great. And you know, hopefully your wedding is very nice. No, he he wants to have her. He needs yeah. to have her in his bed. <laughs> it's pre it's the it's the rite of prima noctis, I guess. This <laughs> Prince uh is is entitled to uh to women on their wedding day. Yep. 
Yep, he had to have her. And so then Lisa chimes in at that point, but I'm just a virgin and I'm on my way to be wed. So just reiterating the point, <laughs> right. reiterating that fact, not only is she on her way to be wed, oh, by the way, she's also a virgin. So hey, there's that added aspect to it. But you're such a hunk, so full of spunk. I'll give you head. And then they go into the chorus. <laughs> so I like, you know, the the double entendre of the, the word spunk, you know, right. not, not just being somebody that's really determined, but <laughs> right. not a go-getter necessarily. Yeah. Also, you know, hey. Um, so, yeah, so she's feeling it. She must be feeling like, you know, this is my last chance at experiencing somebody else before my wedding. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting start, but like, you know, setting the scene, getting getting um, every the characters into play and making sure we all know who's taking part in this song yeah and i mean like a classic porn setup uh they they get these niceties out of the way very quickly (laughs) you know by the end of the by the end of the first verse we're all ready to you know head so uh so there's uh there's not he doesn't waste a lot of time on the story i guess is what i'm saying (laughs) not at all not at all it's like a porn and so the chorus is uh i'll give you head till you're burning up head till you get enough Head till your love is red. Head, love you till you're dead. So the chorus is interesting to me because I never, I never really thought too much about any uh, alternate meanings to lines "head till your love is red" and "love you till you're dead." Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I think now, I don't know what your thoughts are, but when I'm thinking "till your love is red," I don't know if that's like, like a euphemism for just arousal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing that's kind of what it means unless you have some other thought on that yeah that's what i'm thinking okay yeah <laughs> i don't know what else it would you know till your love is red okay it must be like extreme arousal right love you till you're dead so i never really thought of it too much i've always kind of took it literally like love you till you're dead like until you know until the end of your life like mm-hmm. this is kind of like I'm going to um, be with you now. This is this is the start of our new story in our mm-hmm. relationship. Even and though there is the whole wedding thing, you know, till death do his part. That's... Yep, yep. So there's that. And but then I'm also thinking dead or death in terms of like an orgasm. Yeah, le, le, le petit mort. You know, like <laughs> yeah, right. So that I but I didn't know. Like I didn't know that that terminology. I didn't know that that phrase at the time when I first heard it. So it was something right. that I came across later. I'm like, Oh, I wonder if that could be what he meant with that too. Right. So, yeah. It could be, you know, little death or it could be till death do you part. Uh, either way you look at it, it works for the chorus. So it's all, it's all good for the song and it makes, it makes, um, makes sense basically. All right. So that's the chorus then. And then we move on to the second verse.
know you're a good girl. I think you like to go down. You wouldn't have stopped, but uh, I came on your wedding gown. <laughs> of course, it has. It's like it's you know it's it's Chekhov's wedding gown. Like if, if when the the when the wedding gown appears in a song called Head, somebody's gonna come on it. Like that's just oh that, yeah. There's, there's there's no there's no way that wedding gown is coming out of this unsoiled. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it, needs, it needs to have that uh, that finality to the the act of Head. Right. And it can't, and it can't be all just you know neat and tidy. It has to be spilled all over because hey, why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this was way before the you know Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky scandal. So this is one of the first right. samples in <laughs> pop culture where we've got a, you know, or at least in music where you've got a stained article of clothing. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. So then um, Lisa says, "Then I must confess, I want to get undressed and go to bed." With that I jammed, you fool, you married me instead. So Lisa just says, I must confess, I want to get undressed and go to bed. And then Prince chimes back in. With that I jammed, you fool, and married you married me instead. <laughs> so yeah, there's the happy ending that we were right. looking for. <laughs> for everyone uh, except know. presumably the groom, I guess. He's <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a probably, happy uh, ending for those singing yeah. the song. And, and, no, and them only. But hey, <laughs> they're the only ones that count. We don't even know this group. This group yeah. is just a figment of our imagination at this point we have to assume that he's he's a tool anyway (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) if she's that eager to get rid of him and and that happy to just jump into bed with prince then he she must not have been that into him i'm I'm guessing it was some sort of i wouldn't say arranged marriage but probably some marriage of convenience or (laughs) right maybe a high school uh sweetheart that uh maybe was a little too she was a little too bored of Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's the kind of. Again, this is this is a stock part of that fantasy. You know, it's it's like maybe she's she's marrying someone else, but here's this man that can you know just like sexually do things that that the husband can't. So, um, yeah. At that point, now they go back into the course, but prince makes this, makes sure that he makes it clear that they're not going to just do this you know once or twice they're going to do it morning noon and night right. so wow it's really uh, interesting sounds... uh portrayal of marriage i think you know <laughs> yeah I, unrealistic uh yeah prince not been married yet so <laughs> this is probably his um fantasy like oh once i get married you know we can do it morning noon and night well, right. <laughs> ask just about any married couple after a while, and they'll tell you that, that is just a fantasy. But right, <laughs> but in this case, that's what the that's what's being implied is that now that they can now that they're together, they can they can do it whenever, and till you're burning up, till you get enough head, till your love is red, and love you till you're dead. Mm. So and, I, I can see I, when he says till you get enough, that that there is implied there that there is an ending like you can get enough right <laughs> so that that way it's um at least thought of as an act that can be fulfilling and it's not just like this uh this cycle of sexual frustration yeah i also i, I think it's a, another thing interesting about this verse is is that it's you know obviously the first the first time we hear the chorus she's giving him head you know and now it's flipped now he's giving morning noon and night i give you head uh, you know, so it's 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 reciprocal. Um, and I think that's kind of a, a a fun way for him to play with this slang 
term that he's writing the song around, you know, head can can apply to both men and women. And he's making sure that uh, that both meanings are are in use. So, <laughs> yeah. And he does that again in the, on Jack You Off on the next album, too. Right. If you think about that, it's really kind of the same concept where he's using this. So in head, it's a, it's a word that is meant to describe or explain, you know, oral sex, obviously. And, I, and it can be used, um, you know, equal opportunity sex act. It can be considered equal opportunity. And although I think traditionally, at least when I where I was growing up, head was more of a term used to speak of um, oral sex on a man. But right. I mean, I guess it makes sense. You can call it that for uh, performing oral sex on a woman as well. But on controversy with the song Jack You Off, he does he tries to do the same thing. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if it comes across exactly the same way, though. <laughs> it's yeah, like, I've, 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 <laughs> I could say I've heard it both ways for head. I have never heard, other than Prince, <laughs> I've, I've never heard anyone talk about jacking a woman off. So no. uh, he, was, he was a trailblazer. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really catch on, though, as far as yeah. I know. <laughs> he tried, though. He tried. Right. But no, it's, yeah, it's, you're right. It's the same. It's really like the same thing. Like he's, it's all about his pleasure at first. But then, well, actually, but he flips it. That's right. Because on Head, it's all about his pleasure at first. And then he makes mm-hmm. sure towards the end of the song that it's uh, clear that it's um, mutual. Mm-hmm. But then on Jack You Off, Jack you off it's uh, he's doing the pl- the pleasing throughout most of the song. He's jacking her off throughout most of the song. And then he flips it around towards the end. It's like, now you can jack me off. Right. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I just love that because it's like he makes it sound like such a treat. Like, by the way, <laughs> you can yeah. also jack me off. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I've I've always been able to do that. I don't know why you're making this sound like this big deal. <laughs> so yeah, we got the synthesizer solo in there, and and you got towards the end of the song where they sing it like with the hand clap motions, head till you burn it up, and then. Um, but it's the lyrics are basically the same from that point on. Right. It's a it's a two verse and uh, variables on the chorus, and then the rest of the song is just kind of repeating the word head um, and repeating the chorus till you're burning up, till you get enough, till your love is red, love you till you're dead, and makes it um, it's very catchy. You know, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you find yourself singing along towards the end of the song because the way they sing it and the way you know they. Um, they encourage crowd participation the way it's right. being sung, and it's like everybody you wants everybody to sing along. Head, you know, till you're burning up, and it's just kind of a fun way to to bring the song to a conclusion, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a great song, and for me, being able to read the lyrics because I'll be quite honest, like there's some lines in here that I didn't really know what was always being said. Right. Yeah. His falsetto, you know, he sings this all, this is during a period when he's always singing up there and um, it does make it hard sometimes to, to tell what he's saying, which I, which I think like you kind of alluded to at the beginning uh, gives the song a little bit of a, like a Louis Louis effect where it's like, you can't, you can't tell what he's saying. So it must be something filthy, you know? And, and in some, and in some cases it's not stuff like I was so nonchalant, like what a weird, (laughs) you know, I would, I would never, if I hadn't read that written out, I would, I would have no idea what he was saying there. Uh, (laughs) uh, but, um, 
but yeah, it's uh, so you know it, it it takes a little bit of the mystique out of it, but it but it is interesting to kind of look at it in black and white like that. Yeah, and Lisa's singing voice is is so sultry and and low that uh, you, you couldn't always make out what she was saying, but I just assumed it was something really really dirty. Right. <laughs> I always just assumed like her lines were the dirtiest for some right. reason. Right. <laughs> So that is that is head. That brings us to the conclusion. I think it's a great song. It's a classic. It's a crowd favorite. And overall, head is just one of those songs that fits into the you know the early part of Prince's career. When you think of you know his um, his dirtiest compositions, uh, the lyrics that are meant to maybe shock a little bit. Because who sings a song about you know oral sex and 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 not just singing a song about oral sex because that's happened before. It's not like right. This is the first time. But we're not gonna we're not gonna mess around with it. We're just gonna call it head, and right, and, you know, you're just gonna figure it out just by looking at the title. Like, oh, I wonder if that's what that's about, and then you start listening to it. <laughs> yep, that's what that's about. Yeah, <laughs> there's really no question. Yeah, I I think it, it it's sort of it's easy to, you know, we're forty years later almost. There's something almost kind of quaint about it, you know, because music has gotten way more explicit. And now, you know, stuff that gets played on the radio is is as or more explicit than than head. Uh, But I mean, at the time, this was pretty, you know, other other than artists who were just like blatantly raunchy, like people like Blowfly, um, you know, like the, the, the super raunchy R and B artists that would never have gotten played on the radio, you know, Blowfly, um, uh, Millie Jackson. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's, Millie that's Jack- another one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was, there was definitely like a, it's not like anybody, nobody had ever sworn or, or talked about genitals before in a song, but I think his proximity to pop and made it, you know, pretty groundbreaking. And, um, it's, it's a different world now, you know? <laughs> uh, and even, even 10 years after this, you know, this was, uh, the, this had kind of become passe, but, but this was, uh, a lot more shocking, I think in 1980 than, than it might seem. <laughs> and also considering that this came on a, an album that followed up a pretty successful pop record. Right. Yeah, <laughs> the Prince album did pretty well, um, considering you know it really only had one significant hit. I mean, "Why You Want to Treat Me So Bad" was a pretty decent hit on the R and B charts, but only one pop hit to speak right. of. Right, and it sold well, and then to go from that album and you know kind of the the pop and disco feel and dance feel of that record to like, oh, now I'm going to sing about oral sex, and we're not going to fuck around with it. We're going to call it head. Yeah, and. I'm you know, and we're going to get to the next song, singing a song about uh, incest. And it's just, it was, it was a big, it was a big step for yeah. Prince and a um, big leap I mean, of faith, I guess, for Warner Brothers too. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, imagine like if Michael Jackson after Off the Wall had put out an album like, like this, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's that ridiculous. Like now I think looking back, it's like, oh, of course, you know, Prince was, was super risque. Um, but this was kind of. We'd gotten a taste of it before uh, in songs like Soft and Wet and, uh, you know, When, when We're Dancing, Dancing Close and Slow. Yeah. Uh, we've definitely, th- this is not the first that we've heard that Prince might be uh, uh, sort of horny, but but this is definitely the horniest that he'd been. <laughs> so, Oh, by far. <laughs> by far. 
Okay, well, I think we're probably going to wrap up this episode ahead. Thanks for joining me, Zach. I appreciate you taking the time and discuss this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this thank you. An interesting only <laughs> song in Prince's career. Thank you for having me, and thank you to everyone who listened to just two dads talking about oral sex. Like what? A, what a what a thrill this was. <laughs> yeah, my kids are going to be horrified if they ever get across and come across my podcast. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for listening to the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenninger. I also wanted to thank Zach Hoskins again for joining me to talk about Head. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode, and if you'd like to get a hold of me on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook using the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast handle. I really had a good time talking about this song, and hopefully you had a good time listening to it. Feedback is always welcome. Until next time, thank you very much. 